0: welcome to the five minute theory podcast and it's great to be back kind of five minute theory podcast returns in september Uh, we've got some wonderful new features and some of the regular stuff as well generally the five minute theory stuff but just to get you warmed up i thought i'd share something a little bit special with you as a bit of a bonus episode a couple of weeks before we come back see i also run another podcast called the instructor which is aimed at driving instructors. And a little while ago, uh, a lovely gentleman called James Luckhurst joined me. Now, James is from Project Edward. Now, that stands for Every Day Without a Road Death. And we recorded for the instructor. But I think it applies to this as well. So if you've got an interest in reducing the number of road fatalities, uh, collisions, accidents, whatever you want to call them, if you've got an interest in reducing the number of those on the road, whether during learning or after you've passed your test, make sure I check this episode out. It's well worth listening to. Again, just to mention, there are a couple of specific references to driving instructors. It is the recording that was done for that, but please take 20 minutes every day to listen to this, and then go and follow Project Edward as well. So let's jump straight into it and make a start. Here's James Luckhurst. Okay, so today we are joined by James Luckhurst, the creator, the founder, the imaginer of Project Edward. How are we doing today, James? All good? Oh, in great shape. Thank you very much, Terry. Yeah. Good stuff. I really appreciate you joining us today. I know we've kind of cobbled this together a bit short notice, but it's great to have you on. I'd just like it to start if you can, just by telling us a little bit about Project Edward and uh, a little bit about your role within it. I
1: was out running in the winter of 2015 and the idea popped into my head because my mind's very seldom still, and uh, there were things running around in my head, and suddenly I kind of came up, you know, it just the uh, acronym, I think it is, isn't it? The, the E-D-W-A-R-D, every day without a road death. That's not a bad idea. I wrote it down, because at the time I was working um, for a police, a road traffic organisation, I thought, that's just the sort of thing they might like as, a, uh, as some kind of annual um, day of action or week of action. And um, I took it to them and they said, what's this all about? Yeah, all right. That sounds quite a good idea. And it was, in fact, the E initially stood for European Day without a road death because it was a a pan-European organization which doesn't exist anymore. Um, But we changed a a couple of years ago, changed the E from European to every because it makes much more sense, is much more inclusive and um, I think is a much better message and a better target, really
0: yeah it's it's something that first attracted me to project edward i don't know if attracted is, is the right word there but um i've as a driving instructor i've long thought that setting targets for number of people that are allowed to die on the road or just use an ambiguous term of reduce i've never liked that it's like we're saying that a certain number of people are allowed to die so when i come across that idea of no no one's allowed to die we should be aiming for zero road deaths that's that's what sort of first brought, you know. That's what brought me into this concept of Project Deadwood. Um, Is that what drew you into this idea that of, of targets of number of people that are allowed to die? If that makes sense.
1: Yes. You, if you speak to anybody—a politician, uh, a senior police officer, a road safety person—you say to them, you know, what? Give me a number again. What? What's? What do you deem to be an acceptable number of road deaths? No one can answer. Eighty or one hundred and sixty-four or three—it has to be zero. There can be no other target, really.
0: Yeah, and within that, it, I'm assuming you're not saying, right? Well, tomorrow there's going to be no more road deaths. I'm assuming you understand that that there's sort of work towards, it. and that's what you're doing. You, you know, you're campaigning to to reduce it down to that. So I'm presuming you—it's not an overnight thing. It's a, a long-term project
1: very much so and so many variables are involved when you know when so many people are on the road and wanting to get from a to b very few people at all set off with the idea that they're going to cause harm but it happens doesn't it for various reasons mostly due to human error occasionally due to mani- mechanical breakdowns or or you know things that are just you couldn't expect to happen but but did happen but There are things that we can influence, um, and if we can influence driver behaviour and a willingness to be part of the solution rather than be part of the problem, then we're going to get a long way towards driving down road deaths.
0: I think that's a key word to use there, is is human behaviour. It's something that myself I know a lot of instructors are targeting more with the learners we have now. So rather than taking a an almost dictatorship approach of do this, do this, do this. There's, there's a lot more coaching involved and inquiring with them about, you know, what do you think makes a good driver? What would you do in this situation? Try to develop that side of it. But how do you think that we could affect, or what are you doing, I should ask, to to actually make that difference? What's Project Edward doing to make that difference?
1: Trying to reach out to lots of people in lots of different ways. Um, the we have our own podcast which I guess has is a rather professional kind of audience it's um, it's meant to create a forum for some you know sharing of big ideas we have a big social media presence and we've got during our week of action this coming September we got three road trips with lots of involvement from sponsors, opportunities to win things on the website, to take part in general knowledge, motoring competitions, to to, to follow our progress as each uh, road trip makes its way across the country. And, and just to raise awareness in a really positive way. Like you said, we're not pointing the finger and say, do this, don't do that. But it's, it's raising that issue, you know, kind of, well, in doing all of this, how many road deaths are acceptable? And we've put that to everybody. And hopefully everybody will come back and say, well, none.
0: Yeah. I mean, we sort of touched before about human behaviour and, and uh, making poor choices or, on, on, you know, incorrect decisions on the road. How much, and again, this might be a tricky question to answer, so uh, you know, I apologize in advance, but how much of that do you think is down to complacency? The fact that, I know that there's a high proportion of accidents come from new drivers, but it, from my experience, it's a largely experienced drivers on the road that cause a lot of those initial issues through complacency, through the, the ideas of, you know, I've done this left turn 7,000 times, no ever there when I go around the corner, so I don't need to slow down, that sort of an attitude, or the people that are still on the phone that we see every day on the phone while they're driving now because, well, no, what happened last time it was my phone. How much do you think started out complacency?
1: I think you're right about complacency, but all we can do is encourage people to be alert to be to to anticipate, um, you know, to to concentrate and and to kind of try and th- imagine what could possibly happen. You know if you're a if you're a driver, what could be around that corner? okay? If ten thousand times there's nothing around the corner, great but the 10,000 and first time you go around that corner, if you've got the same attitude of expecting the unexpected, that's going to be you know, work in your favor. Um, that's why we're so keen about speed compliance, because, you know, if if you're doing 30 miles an hour in a 30 zone and, you know, some something happens in front of you that you couldn't have predicted or you didn't predict or, you know, whatever the reasons are, and you stop in time, you only need to be doing a, like, five miles an hour more if you're doing 35 you're still going to be doing 17 miles an hour when you hit what you could have missed so it's kind of giving you every possible assistance through you know being compliant obeying the laws being observant and anticipating what might go wrong constantly having this kind of risk assessment going on in your mind as to you know the ever changing picture and what you can do about it what might be emerging as far down the road as you can see, as well as what's going on right in front of you. That's lots of things you can, and and that makes you a better driver. It makes you enjoy the journey too, because you're kind of really engaged with it. You don't want to be trying to do anything else because you're, you're focused on being part of that solution and getting from A to B safely and not putting anyone else at risk. And that's just from a driver's point of view. We could go on and look at all the other users of the road.
0: Definitely. And, and again, just sort of touching back on, on my industry of the instructors, I know there's a large proportion that, that take that approach, you know, looking as far ahead as you can, planning what's coming up, rather being proactive rather than reactive. Um, but what Project Edward is doing, and I'm, I'm sure there's, there's others out there to try and promote that, is great. But the, the new drivers have, or, or learner drivers, I suppose, have an advantage that they're getting taught. You know, they've got this access to information that it's almost forced upon them <laughs> in a sense. They don't have a choice to, to then go and pass a test. But how, because obviously you're doing a lot of stuff on social media, you've got your podcast, which is one of the reasons I brought you on to promote that. So we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But how can we actually drum that into people? You know, there's we can put it out there through social media and and, and I can do it on, on my channels and and through this podcast. So it's out there for people to find but how can we actually make people find it or want to find it? It's very difficult, but um, I think that
1: the key message here is that few of us are quite as good as we think we are. We have a perception that we are excellent drivers um, and that bad things won't happen to us. One of the things we are doing and will encourage as many people to check in as possible, the three road trips, we'll have some fairly... Um, complicated and exciting telematics on each of the road trip vehicles so you can be looking at my driving as I go along. So we're exposing ourselves to um, any criticism that may come along and, you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect driver. I could give you a list of all sorts of things that, that I know I could do better. Um, but, you know, we won't go into that. But we welcome uh, the uh, we welcome anybody tuning in and, and watching us doing it. because we know we're not we're not raising ourselves above levels of everyone else. You know, and I think if we could encourage everybody to be willing to to perhaps just reflect on one thing every day. I mean, it's you know, we. We learn, about. we're, we're happy to, 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 to pick up tips on other things and to be pleased to learn about something. But it's kind of like driving what well, we know about that already. We're already very good at it. We don't need anyone else interfering with it. But perhaps we just, and um, the opportunity might be there for us just to learn a few things each day or to reflect on one thing that we could do better. And in the process, reduce the risk we face and the risk we may pose to other people, I guess.
0: I think you make a, a great point there in saying that um, we think that we're better than we are because I know I used to going back to before I became an instructor, when I, when I had to sit my test, my, my advanced driving test again, it suddenly brought to light how poor my driving skills have become. And and it was the pure complacency of it. You know, I've been driving for 10 years, nothing had ever happened, nothing had ever gone wrong. So I must be a great driver. And then you'll see other people on the road that, that make errors and you just, put them in a different category to you straight away. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's a, a really big point, just taking a moment to reflect. And, and, again, just coming back to to me and how I am with my learners, I tell them that when you've passed, you know, no one's going to be sat next to you pointing out your mistakes, so you're responsible for that. And even if there's potentially maybe a, a, an instant or a near miss that's completely someone else's fault, there's still potentially something you could do different to help prevent that. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean you can't drive safer. But you also mentioned there about the the free road trips. Is that part of the the week of action that's coming up?
1: Yep, one will be leaving Truro in Cornwall, one will be leaving Glasgow in Scotland, and another will be leaving from Ely in Cambridgeshire on three long routes that have lots of visits along the way where we're looking to get examples of good practice and. You know, in, in, particularly based on what's called the safe system, where they have these five pillars um, that are meant to be at the uh, at the the very core of of, of a comprehensive method of, of making road journeys safer. Um, for example, the the trip leaving Ely in Cambridgeshire will will be on the Monday afternoon of Project Edward Week. We'll be at Adam Brooks Hospital looking at advances in post crash care. We're doing a lot with fire and rescue um, because that element of it, you know, we're, there's, an, uh, there's an amount of prevention that you can do. You can prevent, 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 but uh, once an impact has happened, once a collision has happened, then it requires intervention. So how effective is that? How much have we learned over the years with medical advances and, and what have modern vehicles done? that have made that better so we'll be looking at that really excited about the Wednesday the first ever national safe speeds day where all the police forces of England and Wales with police Scotland and uh, the police service of Northern Ireland will be spearheading a campaign you know they don't want to be giving out any tickets that day because we want 100 compliance with speed limits which on its own won't stop all deaths. Please don't let us, you know, I'm I'm not connecting speed with with road death as a kind of, that's far too simplistic, but it will have a big impact if we can do that
0: definitely um and i believe that kicks off on monday the 13th of september and you're counting down to that daily on the on your social media you're doing like a, i think you're on 86 days to it i think yesterday and yeah. i'm enjoying following that because you're putting up little videos and like links to different stuff that people can go and uh and, and follow and, and get advice and to to actually improve road safety so anyone that's listening go and I suggest going and following them. Just even if you just use it for that, because there's all sorts of little tips there.
1: One thing I may I just say, Terry, that the one thing that we absolutely pay attention to is the is the victim's voice. It's easy to say, "Yeah, we're great doing this, and look at this, and isn't this fantastic?" And and tomorrow we'll be here doing this, that, and the other. We must never lose sight of of the absolute raw emotion and devastation that happens each time. Somebody loses their life or sustains life-changing injuries in a road traffic collision. Um, when when I dreamt up Project Edward and we ran the first one in 2016, we had an amazing email from a lady called um, Colette Curran. From um, she was from li- an Irish lady living in Spain, but she said, "I've just lost my son Edward on the road. He he was killed um, on his motorbike." And the fact that you've done this for me is amazing. I mean, we hadn't, we didn't know who anything about that, but you know, it suddenly made it very personal. Um, and we must always kind of keep that in mind as to why we want to stop road deaths, because of exactly that. We don't want anyone to have to go through that.
0: Yeah, again, another really valid point because we're talking now about prevention. So we look into the, the future, which is obviously important, massively important, but it's important not to forget the past. And and I suppose that those, like you said, the victims' voices, I suppose, can easily be overlooked sometimes when you're looking forward rather than than being reflective. And, and at the end of it, they're the people that have been affected. They're the ones we should be, I suppose, almost providing the most attention to and the most support to.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um just moving on from that then uh the other thing you mentioned and, and it, this was sort of something that I mentioned before really highlighted project Edward to me was the the podcast that came out which as we're recording this your second episode has come out today um just tell us a little bit about the the show about who it's aimed at what the sort of features are who it's going to benefit
1: we're trying to raise big issues the first edition was just looking at the post-crash care from the victim's point of view as well as from the police family liaison officer's point of view um, and and actual advances in in post-crash care. The the edition that's out today um, looks at problems with drink and drug driving and a scary statistic that that, the number of drug drivers on the road, but the, the... you know it's almost like a postcode lottery you know police forces in some parts of the country are doing 10 times the number of drug tests as in other parts of the country um and you know blood takes so long blood tests for a, for a drug driver will take you know upwards of 6 months to be to be dealt with you know you can lose so many potential prosecutions and Somebody who, who was, who's given a blood test because they failed a roadside um, uh, drugs wipe, well, they're back on the road a day or two later. They may offend how many times again before it's called to court and anything's done about it. I mean, it's, that's a, a huge thing, and that's part of the podcast. Um, looking ahead, we, we will be meeting some very interesting people. We'll be pleased to talk to the new um, National Police Chiefs Council Roads Policing Lead, who's Chief uh, Chief Constable Joe Shiner from Sussex, a little closer to our week of action. We're looking particularly at the um, training and developments in emergency services driving. Oh, golly, there's, there's plenty. It's fortnightly. It'll go on through past the week of action. I think our last episode of the season is scheduled for the 3rd of December. So plenty to look forward to.
0: Definitely. Um, and anyone listening to this, especially instructors, uh, I recommend A, give it a listen and B, share it with your students because there's some key, some eye opening stuff in there. I mean, I was listening to episode two before we recorded this and, and what you were saying there about the, the drug driving. I wasn't aware of, I wasn't aware that like you've caught a postcode lottery, that some areas you go to and, and you know, you're going to get caught and others you go to when you probably get away with it. I wasn't aware that it was that different from from area to area and that was quite startling to me
1: well tune in there's a there's plenty to uh (laughs) plenty of really i mean we want to make it you know hot issues it's it's not there's no um we don't want to waste time on it and it's really hit hit the issues with with people who've got something really useful to say
0: definitely uh and and that's what i like about the show as well in that uh, for example, this one, it's it's usually interview form, it's quite long. Uh, and we just have a conversation, but we yours, it's very, it's short, sharp to the point, concise, relevant information. And you can listen to it and take what you take what you need from it. And yeah, I think it's I've said it already, but I'll put the the link to the show and everything else into the show notes on this as well. So anyone listening from this can go through it and get it and get access to it um in fact i've made a decision as we're talking now this is going out on my podcast for the instructor podcast which is aimed at instructors i'm also going to put out on my second podcast which is a five-minute theory podcast which is listened to by people studying their theory test so i'm actually going to put this as a bonus episode on that one as well so it's actually then hitting more people as well because you know two 30 minutes every two weeks to listen to a podcast that could actually save a few lives i think that's uh definitely worth doing and and speaking of which, talking about instructors and, and other drivers, looking to uh, get your opinion on this, if you were to leave us with uh, some advice on, on what we as instructors or just general drivers could do to, A, potentially improve road safety, and B, to help support Project Edward, what would you uh, suggest with those? With, w- in response to your first question um, for general
1: driving, uh, I love the acronym COAST. Concentration, observation, and anticipation give you space and time. Now, space and time are two things you never want to run out of when you're on a, on a road journey, as you know. In terms of supporting Project Edward, we have a pledge that you could sign on the Project Edward website. Um, we have loads of social media kit. You know, there's a, there's a resource area where you can download or just you know follow us. Um, at Project Edward on Twitter and, and retweet and share and um, all of that kind of thing to make as, as much noise on social media as possible. I think we, I'm not a great believer in, in, in social media statistics, but I know that our social media reach has grown and grown. And last year during the Edward week, it was 56 million or something, which sounds quite good. But... <laughs> You know, the, the real measure will be, do people stop dying? Can we have, can we show that it's possible to have a road transport system where nobody dies? And we alone will never do that. But if we can help with the general efforts to to raise awareness so that more and more people buy into it and say, yeah, the only number is zero and I'm prepared to be part of that solution, then then we'll have done our job, I suppose.
0: Brilliant. two things I'm just going to touch on there just to wrap up on um if anyone listens to that comment there of the only real measure is people stop dying and, and doesn't that doesn't resonate then I don't know what will if that because that is the only real measure we can use and uh, reducing death uh, I don't think you can say anything more profound than that. Um, the second thing with social media, and this is um, sort of specifically an instruct- instructor's listening, is something I believe in and something I try and do and don't do enough of. I'll, I'll be honest about that: is use any platform I've got. You know, I work with students every day to help um, get them broad safe and to make sure they don't have any issues going forward. But there's 40,000 driving instructors in the UK. There's no reason why we can't be talking more openly on our platforms. Even if we only reach 100 people each, you know that's 4 million people. If we all reached, you know, 100 people, I think that's something we as instructors can do. Um, but yes, I, I really appreciate you joining us today, James. We kind of like I say, cobble this together at the last minute. It's been great picking your brains. Um, I know we've spoke about Project Edward a lot. Like I said, I'll put. Uh, all the links and, and so forth in the show notes of this episode. Is there anything else you'd just like to uh, promote or mention just while we wrap up?
1: No, I think I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity to talk about Project Edward. And, you know, I hope it'll be something that uh, your listeners will be interested to find out more about.
0: Projectedward.org is the website. Excellent. Uh, so, again, thanks for your time, James. It's been a superb having you on.
1: Thank you, Terry. All the best.